Hey, you. You, uh, you ever heard of Daku Aquatics? It's like this, uh, it's this little-known site based out of Florida. It's like a, a place for aquarists in the know, you know? Imagine tanks thriving with easy-to-grow plants and rare, beautiful andro. A secret among plant enthusiasts. Picture the serene beauty of a homebred Madaka rice fish and ram cichlids, a sight seldom seen. At DakuAquatics.com, it's not just about selling fish and plants. It's about sharing a passion. For those in the know, it's a whole new underwater world. Use code Aquarium Guys for 10% off your next order at DakuAquatics.com. podcast guys this just to remind you is your favorite aquarium podcast that is labeled explicit even though apple still wants to put us underneath children and family category i'm your host rob zolson i'm jim colby and i'm adam on today we are guests to have uh, in the studio once again uh, this is you know you just come to hang out derek schumann from d's fish go hello hello you are a special guest, but not the special guest. You're just here to, you know, hang out, and give commentary when you when you're, you come you're, out. You're not that special. You're not, saying. Yeah, you were, but not anymore. All right, you're just what we call the usual at this point. And I would like to introduce a real special guest. But before I do, I'm going to keep you in the background just for a moment to give a little backstory before we introduce you, Ricky. Jimmy, when you were gone, and I believe Adam, I think Adam was here when we did this. We were talking about having an aquarium in the shitter the, the the bathroom if you will well everybody says this show is a shit show all right so we have to do those things in kind we have a saltwater aquarium in my house in the shitter it's just a little like little one one and a half gallon saltwater aquarium that all it has is little hermit crabs in it and other you know small sea life crap i thought that was a urinal I mean, I've been peeing that thing for about six months. It just adds to the flavor. You know, there's a little bit of a calerpa and who knows what else in that nasty, nasty ass thing. But I like sitting in it because there's nothing better than taking a shit, looking no, over no. at what I like to call like King of the Hill cave, you know, with the little crabs over there. It makes my shit so much better than just looking on Instagram or something else. It's the one time where I, I feel like I can leave my phone behind is taking a shit in that bathroom. Don't look at me like that. You can't tell me that you don't play on your phone when you take a shit. Wow. Anyways, wow. <laughs> so we were, we were talking about that. No, we're not. I don't. No, I don't. I don't do that. This is why we need you here, because this is where conversations go when you're gone, Jimmy. Anyway, so we're talking about that. I'm the it, voice of reason in this whole thing. For some reason, we had this brilliant idea that, hey, if you guys are listening and you have an aquarium in your bathroom, why don't you submit us some pictures? And whoever has the best, you know, aquarium, we decide for whatever reason that we like set up in your bathroom. We'll send out a prize and we got some fun submissions, but nothing came near as close as our guest today, Ricky from SoCal, California. Ricky, 
Uh, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to be here, you guys. Honestly, I, I thought it was going to start out with just a flush. running the whole aquarium guys podcast in probably the last five, six months now. Speed running. It's been great. Speed yeah. running. I'm so sorry that you have to you have to consume <laughs> that amount of BS in that that little time frame. But I man, I, I have to tell you that the picture you sent us was impressive. Now we got like we got to put that up there. Most people put in there like a little beta vase or, you know, like <laughs> just a single plant that they maybe threw a snail in and they called it an aquarium. At most, we saw two aquariums in a, in a bathroom. You, sir pimped it out and made an entire fish room out of your bathroom. And not only that, it wasn't like you had some sort of King Tut bathroom or some like you broke down a wall and you just kind of had it open. You have what looks like to be an average apartment and still stuffed what all pieces of a what I would say good fish room would be into every orifice of that bathroom. Do you have to say orifice in the bathroom? Yes, I have. There's going to be a lot of puns today. Work with me, Jimmy. Uh, Why? Hell, just let's start the interview. Why? First of all, I mean, I live in California, right? And so it's crazy here. You don't really have much space in Southern California unless you're living out in, uh, I guess, outside of the L.A. area. And I'm, I'm pretty much straight in Orange County. And so my place, I don't have much space, as you can see. Oh, wait. So I basically, you know, started it off and it basically just evolved from there. And I just kept going. Multiple tank syndrome. All right. So you're in Orange County. Let's let's start because there's going to be a lot of like chain reaction questions. So let's get some of the, the basis away. Number one, Ricky, how old are you? So I'm 35, turning uh, 36 this year. Dating, married, kids? Uh, I'm, you know, single, dating. All right. I so basically, no, I'm not married. But basically, that's the only reason why this can happen, right? Like, exactly. exactly. <laughs> All right. We're li- immediately eliminating I, I a ton of questions to in chat. No. Yeah. So no, no one for, told for him all no. the for all the single bachelors out there, you know, I was doing it for that. Basically. Yeah. Thank you. Honestly, I, I saw this. I showed it to my wife and she immediately said, F- you um, <laughs> she, she said, she said, is he single? She already has chewed my ass so many times for that little one gallon saltwater aquarium in my bathroom now. And then I showed her the picture, but I'm like, but mom, and she's like, I will divorce you. <laughs> That's hilarious. So that's why I'm having this podcast right now. Is like I need more ammunition my, on my side to make this happen. You're not going to get it. All right. Well, we, get it. we don't get to need to get super nosy, but basic premise of profession, because, you know, uh, that at least gives us, you know, an idea of what type of person would put this in their bathroom. Basically, my current job, my current position role is in operations. So I think that's kind of where and operations within manufacturing, basically. And that's pretty cut and dry stuff, right? Like, it's not really exciting. And uh, I think for me, this is the outlet, the creative outlet that I kind of enjoy in the hobby. Yeah, but that also makes you an expert on fitting a lot of shit into a lot of uh, small areas. You know what I'm saying? So you're efficient. That's where this came out. You took your work home with you, brother. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's nice when you can kind of scale your little own home operation for something that, you know, it's a ho- it's a side hobby. You know, it's like a side hustle, but it's still really a hobby. You're not really making money. You're just trying to convince yourself that it's worth all the quote investment. Right. So <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm distracted. The the uh, chat has actually gone up pretty heavy on this one. I'm going to throw a Placo in my toilet so I'll never have to flush again. 
Oh, don't do that one. Oh, that's from the first one. Remember that first time that I we were all on and I said that people always think that Plecos eat shit. Yeah, just put uh, it exactly from straight <laughs> in the toilet. There you go. It definitely makes a lot of shit. Yeah. All right. So you live in Orange County. Cost of living in California, number one, is terrible. Orange County has got to be worse. So how many square feet is that uh, that bathroom of yours? Probably about a 120, 140. Not very big. So 10 by 12, 10 by 14. Something like that. Yeah, roughly. And then the room that I'm in, which is basically essentially the same same size. So, you know, when I expanded past my my room, I was like looking at this bathroom, which was for some reason the same damn size. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not using all this bathroom space. Might as well put a rack here and throw some fish tanks on it. So is that the like the apartment that you, you rent is like the room, the restroom, and then there's like a like common middle ground you have like roommates with? Yeah, basically. So I'm on the first floor, obviously. This would be insane to try on the third floor. But, you know, basically on the first floor, I have full access to the garage, uh, the front. I can use basically water all the plants with my buckets of fish crap. It was kind of nice while I had it running for the last year. But obviously, as if you guys check the video out, I'm, I'm mentioning I'm moving this month. So scaling it down and kind of figuring things out as we go into the next place. But for here, yeah, it's expensive. And that's pretty much what happened. I scaled beyond my means, so to speak. And that is a rotten shame. Now, I know we're going to get this question. So I'm going to hit it ahead first. How in the world did you get permission to do this? There's so many people that message us into the podcast saying, one, I'm in an apartment building. They won't even let me have a tank and tank at all. It says right in the lease, no aquariums. How did you get to have your entire bathroom covered in fish, fish tanks? So I'm, I have the benefit of basically living in an arrangement where the landlord's pretty, pretty hands off so much as you're paying rent. And I'm kind of I was kind of like the property boat manager you know, obviously, right? Operations guy. So nice. You know, I'm a trustful. I'm a trustful guy in that regard, and I'm actually. I kind of took care of the place, so it's sort of like out of sight, out of mind. And as long as I'm not causing trouble, no harm, no foul. And realistically, I'm not. You know, running up the water. I'm buying RO and bringing you know five gallon, seven gallon bottles of it home. It's just a process, right? So on Sunday, I was at our local big box store, and they had half gallons of fish poop water that they were selling professionally labeled by the way wait what really yep i mean we're all about burning bridges here in brand names at the aquarium guys podcast thanks to adam uh so uh, what big box store was selling fish poop pet smart pet smart was selling fish poop water yep i was looking at a tank i looked at purchasing a tank there that was really weird and goofy and stuff because i was going to do something special with it for my for my grandson and then was a slanted front tank that i'd never seen before and anyway, I'm standing there and I'm going through kind of looking at all the, all the new things they have. And I ran into a looks like about a quart bottle uh, and it was professionally labeled by somebody and it had fish poop. Oh, it was, so it wasn't something that they scooped up and made. No, it was no. like a bottled package by a company. They put on the shelf poop water to yeah to, to give to your plants. And that, that was the, the selling point. Well, shit, I'm. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in. I feel like we need to like buy a bottle for Pissy Aquarius and do a segment, don't you? Yeah, there's oh, yeah. a there's a lot of things coming up with the Pissy Aquarius. I, I just, it, I, I was at uh, there too, and they had a, a 75 watt heater that looked like a, it was square and about I would say quarter inch thick that I almost purchased just because I wanted to try this piece of shit. It looks, it looked like if you took your billfold and just laid it out, that's what it looked like. Jimmy, I've, I've tried those. Jimmy, they work. Yeah. Next time we're in the cities, let's meet up with Adam. 
And you, I'm not going to jail with you two assholes. You, I, and Adam go uh, like to one of these big box stores and just buy the ridiculous stuff and review it. That's what we need to do. I think they should give it to us. Well, no, no. I, I've decided this. I'm going to purchase it just so that I can legally rip on it. <laughs> there you oh, go. He's, he's done his homework. There you go. It's like I am purchasing it. I'm not going to hold these people hostage like some of these other influencer assholes where they're like, give me free shit or I'm going to knock you. No, I'm going to give you an honest opinion. And if I if I screwed up, then I will let you know. But I will buy shit and I will see if it works like the stupid jack off. Uh, Here we go. Hold like, on. Oh, hold your pants, boy. Jesus, I got to put my seatbelt on. We're going? I'm pretty sure none of the name brands are going to give you anything for free to review anyway, Adam. <laughs> you, thank you. You know, they'll probably give you a cease and assist, but that's about it. <laughs> no, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them if it works or not. So I do have something to say. The beta food that I, I was ripping on for Aquion for being too big that I had to put in a grinder. Oh, boy. Towards the bottom half of the jar, it actually got to the right size where I could just feed it to the betas. Because I started just throwing it to cockroaches because I figured they might as well eat it. So you started on the wrong end. So we're backpedaling is what we're saying. So half of the product was usable. Like a half. But that's a manufacturing error. I worked in manufacturing. Somebody f***ed up. Mm, There's a reason they say you should shake your bag of Chex Mix before you open it. Yeah. Some settling may occur. Well... How is a little pellet supposed to get above that big shit that's like the size of a fucking beta eye? Shake it. No, no. You I think you should be mad at the marketing people. I think you should well, be angry at everybody. Is Ricky hey. in operations at Aquion Manufacturing? Hold on. I mean, he did say operations at manufacturing. This is true, but I, I don't think he, for his sake he should, uh, should openly admit that if he is. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good idea not to mention that because then I would just go, what the fuck is going on? Before we move on, rule of thumb is Adam. Like, you know, like you're done peeing, you know, uh, shake it twice. Shake Anything it else off. is playing with it and unnecessary. Shake it off. Uh, <laughs> anyways, back to our actual interview. I'm sorry for that, uh, you know, uh, unscheduled uh, tantrum. Walk us through the fish room. How many tanks did you actually fit in that place? And how long did it take from tank one to where you're at now? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's kind of start at this, the beginning. It was actually less than a year. I, I'd say it started basically end of February of last year. And I was influenced by a friend of mine who had a little cube tank. I would basically come by after work and have an old fashioned with him. And he had this little shrimp tank going. So it was kind of actually shrimp that got me back into the hobby because I had kept betas some years ago, just, you know, at work or whatever, nothing special, but, you know, shrimp, like at the Neos were kind of what blew my mind. Cause I'm like, wow, I didn't realize shrimp were a thing. And they kind of just, you know, you know, snowballed from there. And I just kept, my first tank was a little 10 gallon shrimp tank back in probably March. And I had essentially found some decent resellers of some, you know, breeders that were getting out of the business and unloading their entire stock for pretty cheap so i decided at that time even though i was really new to the hobby like let's just do it it's, it's such a great price and i was getting all the crazy caradinas you know blue bolts the galaxies the boas the crystal reds and all the fancy stuff right and i didn't know what the f- i was doing and <laughs> basically that first tank i had it going for a few months and uh i just kept going i kept adding more and one became two and then Suddenly, the next thing you knew, I had probably about 
10 to 12 in my bathroom and then probably outside in the room here another about 10 as well so around 20 and then i have the benefit like i said of having another off-site location where basically another fish room where i have another 10 tanks there so in total 30 now 30 total tanks that i I eventually scaled up to over the course of a year 30 total tanks in a single shitter single sink small tub and shower bathroom in a very small apartment to be fair you and rock it out to make it actually functional so you can still use it as a bathroom every day because that is your only bathroom you don't have like a secondary bathroom you get to use so you have to figure out how to use it for your hygiene and use it for all your fish resources that's correct yeah and you know i'm, I'm pretty neat and tidy like i don't like having a mess of things, even though wiring is going to be a mess because I have things all hodgepodge everywhere. Um, you can kind of see in the picture there, I have like a random rug in the middle of the place because I'm just hiding a freaking wire that goes and cuts across the room. So I, I, I did kind of, you know, as much as it was planned and organized, it was kind of like a chaos to it. And I had to learn a lot because it was sort of my first foray into it. And, you know, basically just worked with what I had. Now, questions on the pictures, and you guys that are listening to this podcast, go on the show notes. Uh, you'll see a link to a YouTube video, and he'll give you a full tour of this bathroom fish room. He'll go through each tank, uh, and we're going to ask questions, try to do a, a audio tour, of course, of this. But the video tour speaks a thousand words of this podcast. Uh, what can do? Check it out. It's in the links in the description. But also the podcast cover art for this. If you're not looking and you're listening to Spotify, whatever player on this, check the podcast cover art. That is a picture of him on the shitter next to his fish tanks in his own fish room. So in that cover art, you'll see a stack of buckets. And immediately I got people messaging me asking what are in those buckets? Uh, they were a lot of water change buckets and basically water that I would basically treat with Seachem, uh, Seachem Prime. So usually the two or three bottom buckets would have water because I would cycle through, uh, you know, cutting it with RO from the aquarium store or for the tanks that didn't need RO or clean such a, you know, clean water. I would just run um, these bought these buckets basically. So that's how I did it. Uh, another message from chat that I got is, uh, did you actually siphon water directly into the toilet? <laughs> oh, I hope you didn't put your mouth on the and then went in the toilet. <laughs> or did you use that self-priming jack-off pump? Ooh, self-priming jack-off uh, pump right in the toilet. Yeah, the, uh, the, the hoses that I used, I definitely did connect it to the toilet, but I would basically wedge the outlet of the hose underneath the toilet seat and put my foot on it because you know it could get wilded on you and basically just spill all over the place that happens so, to me in the bathroom a lot know, too yeah you know you got to aim that sucker right and yeah the, the snake of the hose. especially when you got maximum flow going on like that on the big maximum hose. velocity i never step yeah, really you, you guys though. need to aim i just unroll it i, I bet <laughs> i bet cobra boy i just want to know when you say hey, to your buddies, you know, hey, you want to come over and, and see my fish? Do you have to clean the, your toilet first before they come over so you don't 
You gross them out? Because I mean, I go to Rob's house here, and there's just swirlies in his bathroom. You know, there's times where I try to be decent about it, and there's times where they're gonna catch me in the middle of just a shit ton of duckweed in that toilet, and people are like, "What the f- is going my on God. with you?" I was gonna, I was just about to ask my wife. Like, I don't even have a fish room in my f-ing shitter, and my wife has. I've had more than times that I care to admit that she's chewed my ass because there's duckweed in the toilet. And here's the fun thing, like for those that are listening, if you have as much duckweed as I deal with, when you get duckweed up underneath the rim, duckweed will grow in your shitter and clog up those little like spigots and you gotta like clean it out. So yeah, use the blue toilet bowl cleaner underneath because you'll find duckweed won't get stuck up underneath. Hey, that's a good idea because you'd be the only guy in town selling blue duckweed. That'd be a good money maker. We got the green duckweed here at a dollar ninety nine a cup. Yeah, we, we got, got the the blue, blue soon to be brown seven ninety nine a cup. Yeah, I like that idea. Hey, hey, Jimmy. Yeah. How do you think the plant would do in his bathroom? <laughs> oh, Adam always <laughs> refers to this plant that he's got that that went through the nuclear holocaust. I killed it. Did you kill it? Yep. Wait, how did you kill it? Did, I don't know. Derek killed it. I don't know if I gave it too much light or what, but it just died off. All right. <laughs> I'm giving you some more. De- Derek, Derek needs like a medal. Ricky, forgive me for this tangent again. Derek is, has... Is it hooker moth? What is that? What is that plant? So the, the, the plant we finally, uh, after all this time, uh, you, since you're getting caught up on the podcast, you probably heard cubes. about the plant enough. The plant yeah. we finally identified as a some sort of hybrid of a, a weeping moss. We've been able to freeze it. We've been able to just to throw it dry in a corner after a year, rehydrate it and grow it. It's been pretty impervious to shits. Leave it, leave it in a Ziploc bag for over a year. Right. Uh, with, with a cup of water. Derek lives in a town called Frazee, Minnesota. Frazee, Minnesota is just one town down from Perm. And... Perm water is God's gift to aquariums. I, for some reason, get immaculate growth for anything my water touches, but I have tested this water. Trust me, it's gross. Yeah, I get over 0.5 ppm ammonia out the tap. It's nasty, but fantastic for planted stuff, right? My fish, uh, my, my planted tanks. Uh, I go to Derek's place and Frazee installed this crazy expensive water treatment facility, and I have no idea how they strip absolutely all substances out and it's still not ro it's not ro <laughs> not only is it not ro it'll vary the ph will vary between 8.4 and 9.5 depending on the time of year they make it it's like they have a facility to turn water into liquid rock <laughs> concrete yep. they turn it into concrete so anything that you put in there no matter the plant or anything it just suffocates anything in it mm-hmm. it's incredible it's like a cichlid paradise you only, know, only the strongest survive yes I'm sending him a baggie. Oh, no, he's taking yeah, it. Yeah, put he's it in the mail, the too. Plant. Yeah. He's killed the plant yep. in that water. That's the only substance we've been able to kill it with, guaranteed. It grew in northern Minnesota Grand Rapids water. It grew in that for years. No, we didn't take the and dead like plant far. and bring it back to my place and revive it. No, we didn't. We, we could try that. We could try that. The scourge. Dale puts the scourge. It's the glitter of the aquarium hobby. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the clown puke of us. Uh, no, no, that's duckweed. That's the herpes of the aquarium, huh? because if it gets on, that shit gets on you, it ain't leaving. I tend to agree with glitter. <laughs> it is. Glitter. Yep. Oh. If, if you've had it in your home, your neighbor has it in their house all of a sudden, and pretty soon it's in the mayor's car, and it's just everywhere. Right. You know, for those of you who Sounds are like dealing, a bad hooker, yeah. if you're dealing with a lot of, a lot of goddamn uh, duckweed, last year I brought in my, my koi from outside, and I gave them all the duckweed, mm-hmm. and they ate it. 
and they ate it and they ate it and i didn't have to even throw anything away i just fed it to them yep. and they did very well on it so if you've got a lot of duckweed get yourself a, a koi and throw another tank up and and just go ahead and feed that duckweed to that koi they love it. there we go hashtag organic glitter in the shitter there's your hashtag <laughs> for the night boys all right ricky back on track here forgive us i apologize help us out you've lived this a little bit uh, further than any of us here and honestly you're you're making me want to re- utilize this wasted shitter space so what is the pros and cons of having something uh, other than us speculating what's the real pros and cons of having the uh, fish room in the shitter so i would say the zen and meditation the vibes i get from my fish bathroom they're just immaculate so you know your wife she just doesn't understand that when it comes to trying to appreciate that zen that you're trying to get i I honestly feel like everybody should have at least a tank in their bathroom i mean all jokes aside not even with the rack that i've got going on i I think it's a nice thing you know you can definitely do a nice little scape have something cool going so everyone just go and put a fish fish cube in their fish tank in their bathroom can i make a, a small tangent with you here brother i'm a big fan of rick and morty and immediately when you said this, it popped in my brain. I think it was like season. I looked it up here. Season four, episode two. There's an entire episode of where Rick has this entire, I wouldn't say universe, but entire like outdoor amphitheater where it's just this nature scene where he has his shitter in, where it's just this beautiful babbling yeah. brook, animals, birds. Oh, yeah. Yep. And that's his, like his epic toilet. And uh, immediately as you're talking about, everybody needs the. You know, the, the ambiance and zen of a fish room toilet. <laughs> That's immediately what hit my brain. You don't want to look at some beautiful angelfish or discus or something in your fish bathroom? Come on. That's like your personal time with your fish. It's the most intimate time you can have with the fish, honestly. I have Rob kids. just looks at a shrimp. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I love the... Uh, it's dojo los. The people that have taken it to a new level where their headboard is an aquarium. Yes. In, in their bedroom and stuff and i saw one that was very well done and i looked in the, into purchasing it until i saw the price eight thousand dollars yeah. it's also a terrifying thought of having that much water above your head right i don't know about that's, terrifying that's where i'm going with that i, I just kind of concerned Especially california with earthquakes no i'm, I'm yeah with that. we don't have earthquakes here so that's kind of out on the spe- uh, out for us but i'm always worried that my wife's going to get distracted and she's just going to be looking at the fish while we're trying to screw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she's going to go, why, why is that guppy's dick bigger than yours? I'm like, my, I'm down here. My God, i podium. You know Eyes down here. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I technically have a 40-gallon breeder at the foot of my bed, like literally at the foot of my bed. And I kind of I had that same experience of like having little axolotls staring at us when, you know, when, when we're in the bed. So when is happy time? You have got to have the sexiest <laughs> Tinder profile of all time. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I've got a dog that looks at me. Wait, when I'm doing it, you don't have axolotls. You're in California. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, my tiger salamanders. Oh, good. All right. Then, yeah. Then you're clear. Wait, there's a California tiger salamander. Those are illegal too. No, no. He, he's he's uh, clear. They're the legal ones, right? Wink, wink. Oh, okay. Legal yes, the legal ones. Right next to your piranha tank, right? That I rescued. Yeah, he rescued. The rescued Jimmy. Yeah, get off his tits. Yeah, that, that's why I've got an 18 year old Asian girl down in my basement. I rescued her Jesus from the mall. Good God. Whoa. You sick bastards. Holy You're shit. not supposed to say that shit. I, I said she's 18 years old, so I didn't do anything wrong. That's the last time I buy Costco lotion for you. <laughs> Put the lotion in the bucket, buddy. 
<laughs> oh god all right. so i rescued her from them all left when i edit this episode there's nothing left what <laughs> it's just it's just all out of context it's all bits. tangents it's all tangents so i got a yeah, legitimate the question entire episode yeah derek please help me <laughs> so when you were setting these tanks up did you go with the traditional cycle or do you, were you doing more of an opportunistic uh, ammonia dosing <laughs> <laughs> Did, did you pee in all the tanks? Yep. That's what he wants to know. Did you pee in the tanks? Uh, maybe a little splish splash. <laughs> not, not quite. Not quite. No. No, you know, I just went about going the way of basically taking the media substrate and sponge filters and all that fun stuff from one tank and moving it on to the next tank and, you know, basically just jump starting the cycle in every single tank. And uh, that was pretty effective for me. I didn't have many losses that way. So what's the, what's the most exotic thing you have in your bathroom tanks? I mean, do you have do you have all the basic stuff or you got something that you're uh, showcasing in there? The biggest tank I have in the bathroom is basically a 30 gallon. So there's not much space. I have a nice angel in there and I do have a, a lot of different corridors in different tanks. And um, probably the highest value thing I have would be, yeah, the Equus quarries and the Pantanalensis quarries. Now that I think about it. So, it's some nice quarries. Yeah. Now, when you're there, um, I, go ahead. Go on. And then I was just going to say on the top tanks, little cube unfiltered tanks, I didn't have to really access those. So I would put little unfiltered pygmy sunfish and stuff like that in uh, those tanks, which did pretty well. So kind of kept it low key with stocking, so to speak, as much as I could. So when you're in there doing your thing, like when I'm at my house doing my thing, my one golden retriever just pushes the door open and comes and sits and stares at me just and it throws me off <laughs> now do you have a big angel fish that does that i mean does he just come and just stare at you when you're doing your business i mean i just think you that would just I, be distracting it, it, it's more entertaining <laughs> i think you know it's i just, feel like my friend wants wants me to have a good shit i thought maybe he was making fun of how big your thing is see here's know? the difference right your dog isn't shitting actively his fish actively is shitting while he's shitting it's a bro shit Oh, that's what that is. It's a communal shit together. Yeah. No, yeah. My, my dog's just staring at me like I should have a cookie up my ass to pull out for him or something. I don't know. <laughs> I go, Mooser, you got to go, dude. He just knows because normally when your pants are off in the other room, there's no wet noses is somewhere putting his. It was the peanut butter. That's a whole different story. Jesus. We're not talking about that. <laughs> Jesus <f> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on. <laughs> You know what? Put hey, that, put that visual in snails. The big ass snails. What was is that? What you said, Adam? Yeah. To repeat his question, what are the big ass snails? Big ass snails. Is that a question for me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They, they have in your tank. Oh, uh, mystery snails. Mystery snails. Oh, I, they look like more. I didn't, they didn't look like mystery snails. Okay. Are you are you looking at the, in the tank or are you looking at his, at his testicles? What are you looking at? No, I'm looking in the tank and that one tank that has the three pleco caves in it. I didn't think those were mystery snails. For your information. On oh, that. oh, if it's pleco caves. Well, I'm not sure which tank you're looking at, but I do have basically the biggest snail is going to be a mystery. And then I have a crap ton of ram's horn snails and uh, and rabbit snails and stuff like that. But biggest is definitely going to be mystery snail. Okay. All right. How often do you do like what activities do you do on the toilet that you can reach? Do you scrub algae? Do you squish snails? Do you feed? I want to know what you do pants off on toilet. Like what activities can you well, reach from I, from the? It, this, these are important questions. All right. Compared to the shit we've talked about before. I want to know. I, I have actually picked out with a little shrimp net some dead bodies of the fish in the tanks while I was taking a shit. 
and 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 drop that fish in the toilet. You know, efficiency, right? Well, we're going, what's the name of the game here? What's the name of the game? Oh my God! Front or back? Front or back? Front, yeah, front or back? Are you dropping in the shrimp in the back or the front? I Thank you, Jimmy. Know. That's exactly what I want to know. Uh, I scoot back and I just make space in the front. Yeah, sure. that's where you can aim. You don't want to like mysteriously get shit on your on your net. I what, really what if you want got a dead shrimp on your your tank? Oh, and you can flick it off. That. Yeah, no. Then no. you can flick it off. No, I mean you don't that, want it to smell like dead fish. That smell doesn't go. Away. Then he's got the shower close by. But you don't want to smell like dead fish. I'm just saying, you don't want that. That's right. He's got old spice. I don't want that on your on your back. How is this? This is this should not just be in the family section at all. Like you know, some fucking mom is gonna listen to this with their kids and go, "What the fuck is going on? Can you please put a big disclaimer on this one?" Because all of them have it, brother. All of them are, yes. are labeled explicit, not for kids. Listen to. They're all labeled this. We're, we're all, never getting a sponsor. We're good. We're good. We are sponsored. We we will get a sponsor, but it's gonna be like like from Al-Anon or something. You know, yeah. it's like, oh my god, that would be the best, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's where we're going to get a sponsor. It's going to be somebody saying, trying to talk us off the ledge. Or Costco lotion. You know, if anybody needs a freaking sponsor, it's Adam. You know, when he goes off on his tirades, Rick, you know, speaking to get him down off the shelf. Ricky, you are you are the man. I want to I want you to know this, uh, really, just for admitting that to the public right now, because uh, I mean, you're you're kind of my Oprah for for. For, for truthing that out, because not only did, were you able to be efficient, but you were able to save water by shitting and flushing the shrimp down the toilet at the same time. Right there. That, that's the bottom line, guys. Quit making fun of him. He saved water. Oh, we're not making fun of him. Oh, good. No, I, just, know. You know, I thought it was interesting. You know, can you imagine me? you're working down at the plant and you see all these turds go by and they got corn stuck in them and then you see one with a pleco sticking out of it? Kind of going. That's that's weird. Ah, that's ah, weird. That had to hurt. I've seen some. I've seen some weird shit. But <laughs> why is there a why is there a seven inch pleco sticking out of that three inch shirt? I don't get it. Okay. All right. I'll, I'm gonna make Ricky feel a little better. Uh, <laughs> what are you gonna get him some counseling or what? No, I took a shit and no. I, don't tell us about this. Oh, I, I took a shit. Remember Jimmy? You no, I don't remember you taking a no, crap. Jimmy, remember you brought over those placos? Yeah. And I put them in the tank and they fought and one of them died. One of them died. I took a shit, threw it in there, threw it in the toilet, and the, the dead Placo carcass is right on top of the turd. And guess who forgot to flush? <laughs> guess who got a really intimate text message the next morning? How do you forget to flush? Oh, yeah. You're a grown-ass man. How do you forget to flush? A full adult bristlenose Placo on top of the turd like it was looking at her. And you went, you know what I need? A couple of Ritz crackers and some cheese. That would make a delicious sandwich, wouldn't it, Robbie? You f***ing psycho. God damn it. You are the worst chops. God damn, you're weird. Why don't you just f***ing close the microwave door one time? Close the microwave door one time when you're using it, because I think it's taking away all the goddamn good brain cells that are left in your f***ing head. I didn't do it on purpose. I just tossed it in there and it was laid on the turd. You got a beautiful little daughter and wife running around here when they want to see Hold that. Hold on. You know, like when you have those long turds? No, we don't. Hold on. Just hear me out. When you have like the long turds and it kind of arches out of the water, it was right on the arch, apparently. Oh, we call that at our house the Nessie. <laughs> Holy shit. The Loch Ness Monster, when it's just kind of, you know, like this here, looking at you. All right, Ricky. If, if you don't feel better now, I don't know how to help you. 
I'm in my Zen space, man. <laughs> he is on the crapper right now, oh. taking a dookie. <laughs> are, 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 are Looking you, at his angel fish, and his angel fish is going. Are, are you really in there right now? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I love you. Love it. Oh, all right. We need to like right ask here. some real questions. I've asked too many good ones. All right, <laughs> you have asked shit. Okay, we got some real real questions from the audience. We got one that: uh, How do you deal with the chemicals in the bathroom? For instance, you shower and you have soap uh, spray from the shower. Are you worried about that getting to your tank? Do you do any precautionary measures? It's a great question. And basically, it's never really been an issue because I'm not really using heavy, heavy chemicals. Um, if I have to use something, Windex. Yeah, California, bro. But basically, you know, we'll just uh, we'll just spray ammonia or the uh, Windex or whatever onto a onto the rag directly and clean around things. And as long as I don't really go heavy, it, it's pretty okay. Like I, 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 I don't know if they meant cleaning material. Wipes are pretty, pretty good. I think they meant like, like over spray from like your shampoo. Like, I think they're, they're thinking that you're getting like violent with herbal essences and you're just going mad in the shower. There, there's a thing called shower curtains. Yeah. I've heard about it. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I mean, okay. the, the the 29 gallon I have is essentially right next to the the, the shower and uh, the curtains pretty much do this do a good job of keeping any moisture and water out. I don't really have problems like that. So I think the only problem that you would ever have in a bathroom like that is is, is like if somebody's using hairspray and hairspray you know becomes you know aerosol through the air and that can get in your tank and stuff but i think just your natural washing your hands washing your body and stuff i don't really see that a problem with that it's it's been a while since you've had young kids isn't it right yeah. well that's true yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, they I'm make a, a hell of a mess do they yep yeah i still, oh, still use aquanet when i go to rock concerts i still use some aquanet to spike my hair up just because it's cool is that what i smell every time it's just real nostalgic oh the smelly smell Every time we go to a concert. Oh, like, no, that, that's, my, that's my back medicine that I've been gay. <laughs> For real, it is. <laughs> Holy shit, that's exactly what I smell when we go to a concert. Yeah, it's been gay. It's all my old friends there. Okay. Uh, all right. In lieu of uh, actually reading the, uh, all the questions in the chat that are somewhat valid. <laughs> somewhat valid. Have you actually taken a shit since this podcast started? <laughs> no, I'm not. Don't answer that, Ricky. Somebody asked that. Don't. Don't answer that oh, one. I said just before it. Oh, just, <laughs> just before. He wanted to cleanse the soul and the palate for this podcast because you knew it was going to be a blessing, didn't you? Clearly. Clearly. Um, when you move, are you going to be setting up another bathroom fish tank room or are you just getting a bigger room to do this in like an actual fish room? It will be a much bigger space, but I wouldn't say it's going to be a dedicated fish room. It's still going to be kind of like a studio, but because now I'm going into a second floor space, it's going to be a little harder to, you know, accommodate that. So I'll have to figure some stuff out, but I'll, I'll probably scale it down to about half of what I have now and then go from there, figure out what I really want to keep and then get rid of the rest. Well, promise keep us that you keep us. Quarries. Yeah. Number one, keep the expensive quarries yeah, and my, then my, my, keep us up to date. My quarries, my plecos, all that great stuff. Now, Ricky, you said that you have a second location that you can keep fish too? Yeah. So I mentioned basically being at work and having the role of you know, operations. And so with that being said, I was able to kind of secure a little bit of storage space at work upstairs and set up a little rack there. So I have a, a guppy and go on there with about you know eight tanks roughly. And I have this or six tanks, sorry, six tanks and then a few sitting around on the side. So 
Now, that's that's kind of my local fish store production because I have one just down the street from me that I'm really tight with. Shout out to Nolan's Aquarium Co. in Santa Ana. Nice. So with your tank there, is that in a common area or is that just kind of a private area that they don't know about? Private space. Okay. It's the upstairs storage where most people don't really access. So, yeah. In the video, and forgive me if I caught this wrong, it looks like and right next to the left of your sink, next to your toothbrush, you have what looks to be like a blender of brine shrimp. Is that correct? That is exactly what it is. Yes. Now, is that something Set homemade right or did you purchase that? Uh, that's uh, that's purchased. Yeah, they got that. That's the that's the Zis brine shrimp hatchery, and they actually just released a new model with the longer legs. That I think, had I you know gotten into the game later, I would have gotten that one. But this is what I got. It's a little blender, and it works pretty well. I think it'd be a good place to put a margarita vendor, you know, mixer too, because you you could be in there. Maybe put a microwave oven in there. You go in there and, and take some pizza bites, and then have a margarita. With a backsplash of yeah, brine at, shrimp. At first glance, alcoholic. At second glance, fish nerd. <laughs> yep. yeah, I love it so much. Honestly, I'm kind of envious of that setup. Yes. I wish, I wish my bathroom was large enough I could even have one tank in it. So, like you said, now that you know that the, this particular model came out, a different one that's a little taller, you do that differently. What other things, now that you've lived this a little bit, what would you have done differently had you done this exact same space again? Honestly, I learned about the automatic water changes and other things like that, which are kind of difficult to do when you're a renter. So that's kind of out of the picture. But I've seen some interesting setups that would make basically breeding tanks a lot easier to with the water changes the way that I've set it up. And uh, the way it is now, it's easy to break down, which is great. But I think that's what I would do again if I was staying in this location and basically, you know, really rooting into it, making this my dedicated fisher. Anything else? Any uh, particular choices of fish? Anything that uh, worked well as uh, far as stands go? With regard to the stands, I think it worked out for me. They were just some basic like Home Depot style HDX metal wire racking solutions that it's not even that expensive. But because my tanks weren't that big, it worked out. But if I could do it all over again, I think I would be more focused on my my fish operation instead of wanting to try a little bit of everything. I think I've gone past that. I enjoyed that and I wanted to try a lot of stuff in the first, you know, year, real year in the hobby. But most likely I would just kind of stick to plecos, quarries, and uh, really just try to farm out a few things and make the most out of the setup instead of hodgepodge of stuff, which is kind of what I did do initially. All right, going off of the questions again by chat. Um, question, will all your future bathrooms at least have one tank in it going forward? Yes, that's a given. I already have that planned out at my next place. And question number two, have you bred fish in your bathroom? I have. I have. It's actually been, that's one of the things I actually enjoy doing when I'm sitting there taking a shit is I, I, I look at my little fish that I've bred and, uh, you know, I get to see the life unfold before my eyes, the majestic wonder of the aquarium. That so must be very this, beautiful. It's actually really, really, really uh, tranquil to watch, you know, a little epistle fish and I, female, basically float around with her kids and do her little dance. And well, she, when she had her husband, uh, you know, she was basically, they would, you know, guard the kids from the quarries and just watching that whole ecosystem play out. It was uh, really enjoyable. What do you think that this baby shrimp would tell us on this podcast about his first year of life where he sat there watching this guy take a dump in front of him every freaking day? <laughs> this little shrimp would be gone. Hey! 
beat was horrible. Wouldn't that be kind of fun? I think one? my I think they would be they would they would enjoy it. They're bottom feeders too, right? <laughs> basically eating yeah. basically eating shit down in the sea. Yeah. Wherever they are. We should, get, we should get that shrimp on. Thank you, Jimmy, for the perspective. <laughs> All right, so before we uh, get too much further, Ricky, do you have any other points that we missed today that uh, is uh, glaring obvious besides uh, they should definitely watch the YouTube video and follow that? I would say take time to kind of realign and configure your fish room if you're not feeling like you're getting the most use out of it. And what I mean by that is if you're spending too much time in it and you're not able to do your water changes and your feedings and other things, like find a way to just get that done faster so you can spend more time enjoying, um, you know, watching the fish. I guess that's what I would go with. Perfect. Find, find more ways, even if it is on the shitter that you're in front of your tank. If it's in the office, if it's uh, uh, next to you in the living room, Find more ways that you're in front of it, even if it's pinching off a loaf, boys. It's the perfect place to think of those. Uh, you're, you're thinking square. Yep. So, Jimmy, are you prepared for when Rob has to move into your place because his wife kicked him out because he started putting fish tanks in the shitter? You know, we've got one of those electronic locks and I'll just change the code and Rob's going to live out, <laughs> out in the front yard or something. <laughs> I'm one of those guys that's got got the same code to his garage that the UPS guy's got, that FedEx has got, that my kids have got, that Robbie's got, that Derek's got and stuff. So if there's anything missing out of my house, I'd never known. But if I came home and I found a freaking Pleco in a turd, I know Robbie had stopped over. Especially if it was a dried Pleco on a, on a crusty turd. On a crusty turd. So yes. with that said, I'm going to run to the grocery store, pick up some crackers and cheese just in case you want to make a sandwich, chit, right. a chit sandwich. And one last shout out. You had your buddy in the location by you. If you wanted to give one more shout out to your friend. Yeah. Shout out to Nolan's Aquarium out in Santa Ana. Again, really good shop. I think a lot of people would say that they're a really good crew of guys. So, you know, shout them out and definitely come check out the store. Nolansaquarium.co. Check it out. Stop out there and tell them you want fifty percent off from Aquarium guys. They probably won't give it to you, but uh, you just ask. No, no, it's reasonable. <laughs> All right, ten percent off of something at checkout when you mention that you took a shit watching an aquarium. So there you go. Um, maybe they'll honor it. We have no idea. We have no idea. <laughs> I think he would. Oh, good. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Hey there, listeners. One of the best parts of creating this podcast is getting to connect with all of you. If you've been loving the content and are craving more, we'd like to invite you to become a premium member of our podcast family. By joining, you'll unlock a treasure trove of bonus content. We're talking extended episodes, behind-the-scenes peaks, and special episodes that only our members get to hear. Now, here's the best part. You can join us through Discord or Patreon, but we've got a little insider tip for you. If you join us through Discord, you'll get the same fantastic benefits, but at a low cost. That's because while we love Patreon, they do take a larger percentage of the donations. So by joining through Discord, you're not only getting a better deal, but you're also ensuring more of your support goes directly towards making the podcast even better. No matter how you choose to join, your support means the world to us. It helps us keep the lights on and continue bringing you the content you love. If you're unable to subscribe at this time, please still consider joining the Aquarium Guys Discord server and become a part of our very active, helpful, entertaining, and inspiring 
inspiring Discord community of more than a thousand listeners. So what are you waiting for? Click the link in the episode description to join our Discord community or our Patreon, and please consider subscribing to support the podcast. But remember, Discord is the way to go for that extra savings. Thank you for listening and considering supporting us. Your help allows us to grow and create even more amazing content for you. Now back to the show. All right. Before we end the podcast, we are going to read some of the questions that we get here in Discord. And there's a channel that we have called Ask for Help. In here, people can ask all different types of questions, post pictures, and they can get near instantaneous answers, actually, has been really, really good by our community. So let's see what the hive mind have been asking, shall we? First one, what killed all my plants? Kelpfly wants to know, I planted a new tank before leaving about a month. I intended to let it cycle and grow a while while I was gone and came back to almost everything dead. Anyone know what could have happened? The plant sat in an acclimation tank for about a week before being planted and showed no major signs of decline during that period. The tank was AF natural substrate with some red iron rich clay clumps in it cap with sand i also added some driftwood which i foolishly forgot to soak beforehand so it had to be weighed down to stay in place i used dive weights for that the plant's demise was a bit slow as i got an updated photo a week after planting that showed some wilting and melting but nothing like the destruction that came uh, that I came back to. It seemed as though the final decline happened quickly. I had two grow lights on them, uh, so I should have had plenty of light, hopefully not too much. I ran a test for ammonia, nitrates, and nitrites, which all read low. Initially, I thought I might have leftover sea salt on the waste from the uh, dive that I did in the, uh, from the salinity. I ran a test, and that seemed too low to con- be concerning, 0.44. PPT. Dissolved oxygen seemed okay. 9.61 mg over liter. Uh, could the lead from the weights be leaching into the water and killed them? But it had been too much light. Is there any other suggestions? So I see pictures here, and from the pictures, we have planted tank and we have brownie, brownie, brown brownie, diatom shitty tank. Algem. Yep. The brown diatom algae will absolutely do that. Yeah. That's, that's too much phosphates in the water. Uh, yeah. free silicates too. silicates phosphates we got a little bit of a whole new tank syndrome with uh holy crap from the sand yep some of the survivors that's just new tank syndrome for sure quarantine tank i'm looking to see if what people put here mine started to melt people are just asking supplemental questions best question i found here where does your water source come from it's just the tap the ph is 8.6 a water is normally pretty hard. Root tabs in the sand. No root tabs, just clay balls. Dirt Did, underneath, though. Dirt underneath, though. Did your nitrate hit zero? Uh, it wasn't zero, but pretty low, around 10 ppm. TLDR, they melted because they underwent some deficiency. Nitrate is fine. So, yeah, deficiency, the whole thing crashed, and then it was finally overtaken by the wonderful goo, brown goo that surrounded the tank, cutting off the rest of the light supply. I've noticed when you have that brown diatom, if it gets on the leaves of any of the plants, those leaves don't have, they don't stand a chance. Just chokes them out. Yep. Yep. So yeah, you had a crash while you were gone. The diatoms took over. You know, the other thing too, you might want to ask is if the, if you're using dirt underneath the substrate and stuff, was, where did you source that dirt from? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I did have somebody who, who I talked to who had, had went on and bought 
freaking potting soil and it was the stuff they had the miracle grow crap in it yep and that will totally tear your ass apart yep that'll nuke a tank next one battery powered everything so i don't get power outages very often where i live but we potentially have one coming i was wondering if anyone had links to a battery powered air pump or generators that i can use for heaters and lights and such for those who are listening jimmy i just tried it. something this last summer that was just the tits do you remember the brand of that one it was sun sun Suncoast. 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 I just used it last week when I called Rob's. Was it Sunco or Suncoast? Coast. I called Robbie because we were getting alerts. My wife was getting alerts on her phone saying that we did not have power at the house. Now, last week was the coldest week we've had here in a year, and it was 15, 16 below. And my main concern was not that the house was going to get cold because I knew the power would come on pretty quick, but I was worried about all my fish. And when I went home, I grabbed my Suncoast and plugged it in and it ran my my i have one pump that runs all 50 tanks and it ran ran them for a couple hours until the power came back on so it worked just fine and you said suncoast i'm trying to find the link to provide people there there is suncoast um website and we have some other products from suncoast we actually have an electric rototiller from suncoast that works very well and uh, it just happened that my wife and i were talking about we we went and did a fish show rob's with us adam was with us we're in minneapolis and I wanted to bring a bunch of large goldfish. And so I brought my 33 gallon tank from home, a 33 gallon long, and we threw in some large goldfish and sold uh, almost all of them. And, but we needed some air stones because it was a hot, hot day out there and stuff. And that thing ran air stones all day and was still at, at three quarters. Can't find it? I can't find any website, anything, any, any, anything. Are you sure it's Suncoast? Could be wrong. There is Sunco. Could be. Not, not, I'm going to find it. Give me one second. Sunco battery backup because i thought this thing was cooler than, uh, than whatever yeah i still got it in the box because i just threw it out of the box and plugged it in and way it went sunco suncoast i'll ask my wife here all right you text and follow up but this thing i mean i use it yeah for my birthday we use it for the fish swap it lasted forever and we put all kinds of load on it i think we're using them for like a what three different crock pots plus all kinds of other goodies it was insane and it lasted forever. Now, will it last you for like for three weeks? No, but no, no battery thing is you're just going to need to get through like what? Four hours, six hours after that. I mean, start bike pedaling and making your own power. Somehow. That's, that's the hardest part about planning for anything like a, like a power outage is you don't know how long that's going to last. Uh, if you can get air to the tank, simple air pump. As far as your heat goes, as long as it's not going to be stupid cold and not super long term, just toss a blanket over it. Honestly. A thing that I'm looking or would look for if you're not just looking for like a battery, something to run, and you're just looking for one of those battery powered air pumps is find an air pump that doesn't run continuously, but runs in bursts. Mm -hmm. The ones that run in bursts last like seven times longer. Yep. What I mean in bursts is they'll literally. And that just that on and off cycling makes that battery last so much longer. So you can make that thing last for a day. You know, in some scenarios, depending on the brand. The power outage thing is kind of why I like running sponge filters in all my tanks, because if your power goes out, you can always hook up that battery operated air pump uh, to your sponge filter and still have filtration running. And it's going to last longer than the motorized, Mm -hmm. you know, deal for sure. Well, Jimmy looks that up. Um, Let's go to hello once again from OG Boonta. 
I've asked about my killifish on group on Facebook, but no clear answers what these black spots were on the fish. This is a male that developed black spots early this December. The other killifish in the tank do not have these. All fish in the tank act very healthy. They eat a lot. So I do wonder if I have some sort of genetic discoloration or sickness. The water temp is 73 degrees Fahrenheit. pH is 6. I'm wearing shades, but Derek, would you say that that is a bit pale? I would call that guy a bit pale. He is on a little lighter sand. And it really depends on the species. Let me pull up a normal picture. Hold the phone. There's what they normally look like. I mean, that's obviously a... I always butcher names. So, uh, Gardeneri killifish is what we're looking at. And I'm seeing one that is what I would consider pale. I feel like 73 is an acceptable temperature range because these are hardier killifish, but I still keep them a bit more than that. I go 78 degrees. I know people like to keep killifish with no heat. pH seems a bit low to me. pH, I've had them in all different types of ranges, but it is a bit low. I wouldn't worry about the parameters because your tank does look immaculate. I haven't, I've seen a couple of those spots on some of mine, but they go away. Those generally look like age spots to me. Either age spots or something that's genetic. When I have those types of killifish and I've had them for X amount of time, they develop those spots. I'll see crinkles in their fin. The next thing I'll also see is more color depletion on their gill plates. And I'll see more of those spots developing. But none of that looks anything like it's not healthy to me. So let's see what the comments say. Doesn't look like a particular disease. Majority of spots are genetic, especially acting normal. Just keep an eye on it. Maybe right, just hang tight. So yeah, everybody's it's freckles. No one else is saying the same thing. Yeah, the only time I've seen those consistently is age spots. Sun Joe is the battery. I was close. I'm glad we're we're there. You can find these on Amazon. Sun Joe 384 WH6 amp portable generator battery pack. It's insane. This one is listed on their website for 230 at the time of this recording. We picked ours up last summer on on sale for one fifty nine. Yeah, this thing is the the best. I, I recommend it to anybody. You could run the fish store on that for for I'd say a good ha- a chunk of a half a day. How much you picked this up for? We paid one fifty nine last summer. They were running a sale on much stuff, and and my wife just happened to see it, and she just bought it, and it came. I go, what the hell is this? And she goes, we're taking that to the fish show, and we just wanted. And the thing is too is we wanted. Uh, we're big music nerds and stuff, and so we want to be able to, to uh, plug our phones in, play some music and stuff while we're at the fish show, but it, it was so damn busy we couldn't even listen to music. I might have to grab one of those. But yeah, it works very well. It actually charges pretty fast. It, it's got a nice LED feature on it where it tells you how much is left. You can plug in your USB ports directly into the thing, and it probably weighs about 15 pounds. And like I said, Robbie ran three crockpots. Now, if you know anything about electricity, anything that draws heat crock pots are a bitch crock pots are a bitch and around his crock pots for his uh now daughter's did, birthday party when i turned them all on and just at the beginning of warming it did complain but it did do it yeah yeah now next one tank cleaning uh, hey robs what product were you talking about in one of your earlier podcasts that you used to clean all those tanks cheers i like barkeeper's friend or barkeeper's secret i can never remember the name i think it's barkeeper's friend because like a soda can size of, yes friend of of powder abrasive powder and it it will do a, a great job it's kind of like i don't know if you've seen comet in a can it's kind of the same type of thing it's just very abrasive now since i've talked about this there's multiple versions of barkeeper's friend there is the 
classic barkeeper's friend that is the can of powder that is what i recommend for this it because it leaves no residue when you use it you can scrub it you can rinse it off and you don't have to worry about it the soft cleanser i don't trust i believe i maybe other people have better luck i don't want to use it because i don't trust that it won't leave a residue we used it uh did you mm-hmm Okay. Still, I, I'm I'm old fashioned. How do they work? I don't trust those newfangled shits. I, I like the powder. Most of the tanks that we were using it on were so etched that it really didn't make a difference, but it didn't cause any harm either. So no. Yeah, yours was less cleaning, more of the glass was just it was just gone. Yep. Then there is a new cookware version, and don't use that either. Just use the OG Bar Keeper's Friend. Cheap as heck, too. What is it? A couple bucks a can, buck and a half a can? Uh, now... can last you a lifetime. Yeah, now you can get it on Amazon for a two-pack of the big cans for $11. You can get it at your family dollar or whatever is the closest department thingy to you for much cheaper. Okay, next one. To RO or not to RO? My plants don't do very high hot and my fish takes ages to grow in my zero gh i also have 12 kh and 8.4 ph with 500 tds on average wow this is <laughs> this is quite the uh, toilet water that we're talking about here i'm leaning towards an ro system and remineralizing does anyone know of good ways to raise the gh without adding more kh or tds i'm thinking there's none but i don't know uh, oil is live to keep my shrimp and my water is poison for them. So I don't know what that means. Uh, I also, I love the first comment. How the f- do you have zero GH? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Yeah. How do you have zero GH in your cage and, and pH are that high? The original poster, uh, Red Roger, a longtime member of the community, said, my thoughts exactly. It's like I turned light green with one drop. I'm assuming between zero and one, it never turned orange. Now, would you, would you, would it work? I hate remineralizing. I hate using that stuff. Would it, would it work for him to do half RO and half of his concrete water? Not if he has GH, he's going to have zero, or zero GH. He'll have zero GH in the end. Still. Yep. So he'll still, I would, I would try, if you only did one drop and called the test good, I would continue drop, putting drops in for your test and see what happens. It's still going to show something, fellas. I mean, it's got to be some janky, shitty, sh- uh, city shit like crazy, you know? That's possible. They've just screwed our, the water. Our GH is in, or I mean, oh, here I haven't fully tested it out, but it is insane. Tap water from the county. So it is processed through something. So it is screwy water. Yeah. If you're going to continue playing with the water, the recommendation here by the community is, that, you know, salt and calcium, Epsom salt. Don't add it together. I just RO. You have shit water. Otherwise, find a buddy and see if he lives close that finds like a nice well water. See if you can tap some off of him and just steal from him. That'll be so much better than some of the uh, RO, the stuff that people do. If if you want a quick and easy to bring your GH up without affecting your KH or pH, we've been using Wonder Shells in the store. Yes. They are fantastic. Those do a wonderful job. Yep. They, but I mean, you're going to have to keep a bunch on hand. Like, contact your local fish store. Tell them that just keep that shit coming. Yep. Like, make sure you have that on hand because you're going to keep gonna buying it. Plopping it in there. You're like regularly. easily a shell per water change with the shit that you have going on. Mm-hmm. If if you have a small tank and it'd have to be a small tank, like a 10 gallon or something, try buying some spring water from your local grocery store, not distilled mm, spring water. Not all spring water is created equally, though. Yeah, yeah he's and, and then test it. That's what I was going yeah, to I was gonna say, you're going to have to get that dirty shit. You know what I'm saying? You are gonna have to go to like that. 
you know, all water. That Ron's warehouse spring water. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, is don't, don't use distilled. Don't use RO straight, but try, try to some spring water and see, I've, I've had luck with that. It's going to be better than what he's got. Right. You're right. The other thing is, are you running a water softener at all? Cause that I would say, find a source that doesn't run through. He says your water. It's naturally that soft, no softener, no softener at all. Yes. Let's be living. He's a, he, he's a, I love the answer here. He's like softened tap. Well, what's going on? He's like, yeah, it's tap water from the County. It's naturally that soft, no softener, uh, but it has super high TDS and other minerals. So hard, soft. <laughs> so you're saying medium, like half mass. That's like, <laughs> like uh, I'll half erect. I'll yep. take a medium. Well, please. All right. That's, that's confusing. Thank Thanks. Thanks for that. My head uh, hurts now. Thanks, yeah. So. Thanks for making water more difficult on us. That was that was beautiful. All right, and, and maybe just take the tank, fill it full of epoxy, put some plastic fish in there, and call it good. Right. All right. Let's let Adam do the next one. Too much light. Red Roger again says, "I dyed some aquarium. I dried, dyed, D I Y E D D I Y D. Must be just miss, missed the space. Some aquarium D-I-Y'd. lights." and got floodlights for my planted 75. Now I'm experiencing too much light. My plants are growing more horizontally than vertically. Does anyone know uh, anything I could put over the lights to block out certain percentage of the lights while still letting light through? Adam. Um, Put aluminum foil so that it angles it better. I feel like that's that what would, I would do. I feel like it would just concentrate it more, like like reflect it in like a car headlight. <laughs> but know? like, if you were okay, fine. If you were, to I learned that. I learned that trick from the grower. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Everything looks bigger in the mirror. But like, I I would you know I don't know if you can dim those. Does anybody know if you can put uh, dimmers on the expensive ass fish lights? Well, if he DIY'd it, let's pretend that let's give him the option like he can't, right? So so if if he's so. This D, D, he did it himself, Tripe. You know, go to your local Menards and buy a light diffuser. The, the, the plastic, it looks like a two foot by four foot sheet. And that will slow down the light quite a bit because I, I've got that on my discus tank. And that works, works wonders. Like if, the, if but the plastic panels they use for the lights and like the drop ceilings or those, uh, the tile ceilings. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a solid piece. It's not, it's not the egg crate looking stuff. It's a solid piece. It's the ones we use on top of the, uh, like Ty and I use on top of the saltwater tanks. Okay. Lay on top. And that might slow down some of the light, but I don't know. You probably melt it too. Uh, that yes, and they also on Amazon you can find them. You can find they're called light filters, and they're rolls. Generally, they have them in colors, but you can find just the what they call the white versions, and you can find different grades. So you can choose the grade you're looking for to stick on your light. If it's truly DIY, it's probably going to be something LED-ish and not too hot. I wouldn't be too afraid to stick it on most lights. If you're gonna have to spend thirty, forty bucks to try to downgrade your lights go buy new lights oh no no this yeah. is this is like a this is like a timu four dollar f-ing stick on piece of shit from from amazon <laughs> like i'm i'm captain use garbage trash for your aquarium trust me this right that doesn't well, work it, but okay mr timu do you want to fix it today or you want to fix it next year because this shit's going to take for four dollars always six goddamn months <laughs> that's what i'll do and then buy another two hundred dollars worth of fish because you because you gave them all f-ing sunburn I, I'm but, the guy that blinds uh, Guppy Fry just because I use an over five thousand lumen yeah, flashlight because exactly. I didn't want to buy a so small. Yeah, one. why don't you just why don't you just uh, keep all your Guppy Fry next to your welding room when you're welding? <laughs> you were saying, Adam. 
So my question is, is do the LEDs put out different wavelengths? Because the whole reason why I wouldn't, I don't know if that would work for this in this case is if you put those light diffusers on reptile tanks and for the UV, the UV degrades that plastic so fast, it like turns it yellow and then it just basically, it turns into a powdery dust within a year or so. I'm going to, so I'm going to answer this two ways. One, you can answer it for real and scientifically or two the motherfuckers diying some shit right and he's just trying to make it kind of work and the motherfuckers <laughs> diying some shit he really doesn't care you know what go out and buy yourself a big pack of 100 count birthday candles <laughs> <laughs> and just put 100 birthday candles around the top of your tank and call it good and then you can use the tinfoil that's right. I love it. You know what? You probably can heat up a, a cake, kind of like a, a jiffy oven, like when you're a kid. Your other yeah. option would be just toss a ton of floating plants in. Now, the real answer that, is if you want to like be, that. yeah, if you want to be really scientific about it, yes, you're, you're right, Adam. There's probably some real spectrum issues you're going to have to be concerned about, and you got to get real creative uh, and just go buy a real light that you can trust. That's what I said. Go spend thirty you know, bucks. God damn it. Something something we do when we go camping is we'll we'll use like that stretchy nylon fabric to cover the windows and prevent mosquitoes and stuff from getting in. And um, sometimes, you know, you might want to consider if you're going to DIY something, diffuse the light with some fabric. Ooh. That would work. Yeah. Now, the only problem I would have with that, because I do like the idea of using like, you know, going to like a thrift store and buying like old lacy panties to cover my DIY lights with. Oh, that mm, sounds sexy. You know, it does oh, sound yeah. pretty hot. And put it underneath a really hot light Betty so it White. smells Betty delicious. White. Right. That way I can smell, you know. Old lady uh, underwear. Like crotchety Ben Gay going on, <laughs> you know, down there. But the real problem is getting that cloth wet That's over time. Jimmy is I would be lazy and I would not change my light panties. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like your normal yeah. everyday life. Yeah, my wife would be sitting there like, what the f*** are you doing at the washing machine? I'm like, socks and sheet, bitch, goddamn. Washing my panties. Washing my panties. Yeah, but my here's the panties. deal. He's using, he's using LED floodlights. If he gets if he gets a 150-watt replacement LED floodlight that's a part 38, 5,000 Kelvin, it'll work fine for his tank. <laughs> That's 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 that all sounds cheap as hell. And they're 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 like thirteen bucks a light. That's all he needs. Yeah, yeah. Go See? to Harbor Freight, get yourself. Go to Harbor Freight, and fry your fish. <laughs> you guys are the best. God, I love Question Day. I love these podcasts so much. Yeah, I love all the questions except like where you been, why you home so late, shit like that. I hate that. All right, Adam, let's oh, do it. You ready for another one? Yeah, give it to Adam. All right, OG Bunta. Hey guys, got a question. Have a thirty gallon tall had in my garage since summer lately it got cold here in norway i have everything in the garage froze it's a 30 gallon that has some substrate that's still moist and froze too the substrate froze rock hard in the middle which is only like two inches from each side of the glass it was loose but the whole bottom was still frozen to the tank uh, uh, excuse me i took out all the substrate after it was warming up slowly in the house and then filled it halfway with water it didn't seem to leak can i assume it's still safe to use adam go ahead oh no that's I like actually, all you buddy. i have family in norway oh so from what i understood the tank was empty correct tank's empty he's got wet substrate it sounds like at least three and a half inches of substrate. Yeah, no, that tank's f***ed. Why? Why? What? 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 Baloney. Malarkey. Okay. Yeah. Try it. Fill it, up, fill it up to the top and tell me how it is in Norway. All right. Well, why, why is it screwed up? Why, yeah, to tell us. Tell us your hypotheses because, here. 
my hypothesis is well first of all he probably has malaysian trumpet snails in there so that probably killed off everything that, that that's what saved his ass right there that's probably that's probably why he wasn't still frozen mts protected the seals mm-hmm. <laughs> my guess would be that the seals were ex- were frozen and all that wet substrate everything froze and busted the silicone on it no nah, i don't think so because when things expand they go to the, the point of least resistance and it's going to push up not, not out yep now because i mean i've got tanks right now to contract right right so here here's what i answered to this because i intentionally leave six inches of sand and i leave it all wet on purpose when i store these tanks is to protect the bottom seals on purpose when it's sand and moisture i leave it in there the sand acts as a insulating buffer with the water and when it freezes it expands up like jimmy says and it protects the seals uh in all of our horrible wretched temperatures directly outside in my shed yeah i was gonna say i've never had a tank that i've had stored not work you know i mean where it's leaked now i have had without substrate and i put water on the bottom and it's just water no substrate with no buffer at all and that block will shift and refreeze and then it will uh not crack the tank but it will pressure uh pressure push the seal split but if i have the sand uh in there i don't have a problem and i mean it had to be like a third full before it would ever quote unquote push out the corner of a seal now, Derek, you've got all kinds of tanks that are stored in, in a cold area. What, what have you found? Thus far, I haven't had any issues with it. However, there is that slight risk that there is a little leak in the silicone to begin with. And if there's moisture behind the silicone and it freezes, it just makes that leak worse. That's a damn good point. Yep. So here's a, another guy that the message. Silicone, Go ahead. Silicone remains flexible to at least negative 40 degrees. Correct. But so ice will push it away from the glass. Should right, right. But if I mean, if he had, yeah, if there was moisture intrusion already, then yeah, it could be an issue. But if there was no issues before that, he should be totally fine. Yeah. If it was moisture yep. intrusion already, it was already screwed. Yep. It, you know, I've seen yeah. pl- plenty of exotic dancers with lots of silicone that don't leak. <laughs> so prove me wrong there buddies <laughs> all right so here's another guy that actually is in the uh, looks like norway area he says it's not uh not just safe actually safer according to his opinion as well <laughs> did you just send that in yourself no that was, was signed by you that is another user here that you can see on the screen here jimmy that's proof oh should i look that you know, pretty sure it kills everything that was there what'd you say adam fill up his tank and then put some methylene blue in it to see if it leaks anywhere there you go that's a good point blue would be the best way to do it look at you boys and all the science i've never used methylene blue i've always you know put the tank down on the floor and And uh, pissed in it no put paper towel underneath it and see where i've got a 55 gallon tank right now that i've got to uh fix and i've only had it for like two years but i'm gonna get it done but it's just a small leak to where realistically it's a 30 gallon tank and replace the thing if you're that worried about it next <laughs> wow hey he, he's all about spending money tonight hey you do it yourself hey Just go out and buy new stuff we're here to bullshit and have fun and you know talk about costco lotion the uh the, the uh the tanks aren't, aren't cheap anymore no no they're not yeah all right ready for the next one adam sure what's the next what, where is this at missing assassin or <laughs> Uh, well, I'll just say assassin snails. Had two assassin snails in a 10-gallon tank in a plant quarantine tank. Went on vacation for a couple weeks, and now they're nowhere to be found. They're in the sand. There are plenty of feeder snails in there for them to eat. I don't see their shells anywhere. Could they be buried themselves in the substrate to die? Could they still be alive? Thanks for any input. I'm sorry, Adam. This is the easiest question of all time. They're having sex in the sand. They have sex in the sand. Yeah, next question. Assassin snails are built with, you could say, a snorkel. 
they love burying themselves completely in sand, and that's where they're the happiest. So you could have a bunch of assassin snails in your tank, never really know it, and they'll only come out occasionally for there for you to really see them if they really want. Especially if there's a lot of food, they'll just be fat, happy, and never come out if they really don't want to. So enjoy. Next. Um, hi, it's me again. We have, uh, I'm assuming Tina Marie is misspelled with another video. I thought you guys had two dwarf honey gurumis. Maybe one with the faint stripe is female. Is this courting or aggression? Here is the video. And again, if you guys want to check out these little videos, come and uh, go join the debauchery on Discord. Links in the show notes. So we have a video here of two very bright yellow garamis underneath a plant. And I'm just seeing socializing. Yeah, I was going to say the one on the right was getting a little gropey there. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. going to say he's, he's doing a little sexy dance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a male and a female. Yeah. Yeah. I never really got a good view of the top dorsal fins and stuff. Here, let's let's do that one more time. But it's like yeah, they're they're sizing each other up. Yep. Yep. Little kiss. And yeah, now here little... he'll now here he'll go grab a feel. Every kiss that makes you gay. Ooh, you see the feelers? <laughs> yep. See the feelers up yep. there? Yeah. Copping a feel. Uh, excuse garamis. me. We have a scientific term for those. They're they're diddlers. And Did- I learned that from you, diddlers. Jimmy. Are they diddlers? They're diddlers. Imagine you have to keep those five hundred feet away from school too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we have a result. She says, ooh, I see the reason behind this new activity. And she posted immediately Hell that yeah. she found fry. There you go. Very cool. That is cool. Look at all the little fry there on the silicone and up on the glass and stuff. Yes, sir. So we were right. God, it feels good to be right one time. God damn. Can somebody call my wife and just let her know we were right? It's great when users First answer their own questions. Second one, Jimmy. What's that? First wife or second? Second wife. Okay. First wife wouldn't believe you're right even if you told, even if no. you told her. No, the hot one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's a good thing she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> oh, she does. So, hi, Jen. The other day I jumped into my wife's car. First wife. And, and she's got the hundredth episode when Adam goes off on a tyrant. Oh, she goes, have you heard this shit? And I just looked at her, I looked at her and went, no, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, listen, Adam, go off. He's just, and my, Adam's known, my wife's known Adam since he was probably, you know, 18 years old and stuff. She's known 15, 20 years. And he goes, listen, Adam, just go off and stuff. Have you heard this? I'm like, yeah, I was on the f***ing podcast. I was, I was there. I was there. The whole time. And she looks at me, she goes, well, you know what I meant. <laughs> no, I don't know what you meant. <laughs> so listen to that, sweetheart, or next time you're on the on the. Thing. I'm so glad she listens in. <sighs> was that the one where I compared renaming fish with all the needle dick scientists that did, that mothers didn't hug them? You you were on a tirade about something. I'm not sure what it was because I was pissing myself listening to it. So All right. Next one. I've been cycling my tank for seven weeks. How long should I do it? What the f- Tell your legs are dead. <laughs> How long should I do it in your opinion? <laughs> God damn it, guys. So somebody has put a, a tank on the back of a bicycle and parked it in front of the garage, took a picture. Uh, yeah, when he says cycling his tank. Uh, God, that is a good one. I like that. That is great. So he's been bicycling his tank on the back of his, his bicycle. Have you ever seen uh, Jeff um, Dunham, the ventriloquist, when Walter this, this talks about his wife cycling? This one's getting pinned. Uh, that that post is pinned forever. There you go. Perfect. Thank you for that one. Uh, I, I love a good troll or two, don't you, boys? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, a good troll? A good troll. Uh, let's not talk about first marriages. <laughs> All right. Here's a great one that I want to put out to the uh, public. Any tips? This is from Father Chris. Any tips for cleaning? 
green spot algae. And this is specifically off Anubis, of all things. Off, uh, off of plants? I posted this as soon as I saw this in Discord. I'm like, following never had great luck. So they're, you're trying to, they're worried about the green algae on their Anubis. Green spot algae on Anubis. Man, you know out how to get it off. I've got that over in my tank in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, at the children's clinic. And the only thing we've had any luck with is a mono shrimp. And they do an okay job, but they never really get it all. And they're not great with green spot. They're no. good with like the hair algae. They are when like you that. have a 300 of them but and starve them to death. Well, yeah, I got yeah. a whole army of them. Yeah, when you starve them to death, they do great, the, don't they, Jimmy? Uh-huh. Best luck I've had with getting algae off Anubius is give it shade. Take it out of the direct uh, uh, line of light in your tank. The algae can't handle the lack of light. The Anubius can, like what honestly. A- could you do any sort of chemical dip without hurting the Anubius? Hydrogen peroxide? I'll tell you what. Mm. You take your expensive Anubius and you dip it and you tell us first. I How tell expensive you. is Anubius now? Not yep. cheap anymore. No. no, and it's hard to get. Jesus. No, I... Why? I've... You know, what are there, six, seven kinds of Anubius? And I've got an order right now and for 20 of each. And they're saying, I don't know if we can do that. And I said, maybe two or three kinds, but maybe like 10 of each. I'm going, don't bother. I can only get 30 pieces. Because I'm doing a whole, I'm doing a, a big project now with some Anubias and stuff. So I'm actually going to change over to a different plant because Anubias is so getting hard to find. Why? I, I don't know. It just grows slow and slow growing, and uh, YouTube has made it very popular. Yeah. Switch over to it's Boost, just like Boost of Falandra and those types of things. Crips, yeah. Yep. Yeah. One of yeah. those new things with aquascaping. Yeah, I'm going to go with some different smaller Crips and stuff. Yeah, I think this is a decent segue. There is a company that uh, we're testing out. I got a few of my fans reaching out about this Greenwater Labs company. And I decided uh, I had enough people messaging me saying, hey, you got to try this cool company. They have this cool natural method of controlling algae. It's an algicide that's all natural. Now, us in the aquarium hobby have heard enough snake oil shit over the years. Like, I don't know, a cube that you throw in your aquarium and make it so you can never need to change your water again. There's a list of stuff just in the Aquion last jack off pumps. You know, aka on jack off pumps. There's a list of fly by night bullshit that we hear in the hobby continually. And it's always been like this that we have the magical mystery products of the of the, the day. And hearing something about an algicide or an algae control product that's all natural has really, I've never seen anything out there. Any type of quote unquote algicide or algae control product has always been harmful for your tank, removes oxygen from your tank, or has been a toxin of some sort for your aquarium. There's a reason that they're only easier to use in a pond is because you have a massive water, a massive gallon environment for more forgiveness for an algicide. So it perked my interest. I'm like, hey, I would love to hear more about it. And if it doesn't work out, so be it. You know, we'll we'll move on. We'll say, hey, it didn't work for us. Clear our fingers, mark it off into the laundry list of snake oil products and move on. So I messaged the, I messaged the company. I said, hey, I've had enough of my users say I need to try this and we need to validate it. And the guy was nice enough. The CEO of the company that's been putting this stuff together sent us some product over and said, give it a try. I told him if we'll give it a try. We'll do some test results in our own environments. Jimmy's got a bottle. I got a bottle. Derek at the uh, for the fish store here. He's doing some tests actually um, in new setups. I'm for your guppy containers. I'm out of it now. Oh, perfect. But you did it side by side tests. So we'll, we'll see how it all turns out. And uh, we're going to give it a go. I've got a, I've got a 10 gallon tank set up right now. That's got green hair algae. That is seven, eight inches long. It's a 10 gallon tank. You can't even see the fish in there. Perfect. And that's where I'm going to try it. So Jimmy's trying it there. 
Derek's setting up uh, guppy uh, display tanks where they're brand new setups and they're mirroring each other. One's the control with no green water lab, the other one's with green water labs. And he's going to see the difference. And me, I'm going to do the cool uh, syringe tests where if you use like the uh, Fluval Flourish Excel, where you actually would take like that or hydrogen peroxide and dose it right on the blackbeard algae and other spots. You could actually spot test, uh, treat different areas of your tank. That's what I'm going to be testing. So we'll uh, we'll try that. And I think I definitely have plenty of green spots on my giant mother Anubis mm -hmm. to, to go off of. So we'll and, see if this works. And didn't you say that Adam was going to try to get this to clear up the herpes? You know, I did make some jokes when we were with them on the phone. <laughs> I have a CEO of a company on the phone with us and I'm sitting there like, you know, Dan uses uh, Melifix on his hair. Is it possible we could use it on his scalp as well to treat the dandruff? And he did not laugh even a little bit and said, do not use it on for human, uh, human use at all. He said, it is a natural product. We do not recommend it for human use. Just like trying to avoid any lawsuits. Don't put it in your eyes. <laughs> Don't put it in your eyes. Uh, he, he was a good guy. He was, he was joking, but he just wanted to make sure that we were safe and didn't drink it. And shit because he thought that we might be lunatics and he also probably didn't want me to have it because then i'd go on a tirade about it oh he doesn't he doesn't really, know anything really about think, our podcast i really think that would be a great um a great one for the pissy the piss, aquarius, the pissy aquarius. <laughs> oh, i swear to god i really i really oh, think I so do. because i have i have a bottle of this stuff and i've used it and i'm not convinced dude. i'm not Oh, you do have it. What what a perfect time to talk about this shit. I've, I've heard a lot of mi uh, mixed results, people that just preach by it and other people that just say it doesn't do shit. So we'll we'll see on our tests and we're having we have picture sa uh, samples. So before and after, I mean, it's not like we're not going to share our results. Awesome. So, yeah, if Adam gets cured of herpes, man, look out. The, the, the point is, if you don't see green water labs in the podcast, you know, it didn't work out. <laughs> it's worth a shot. Yeah, mm -hmm. but he doesn't know anything about the podcast. We mess. I literally message him. Nor uh, does he care. Yeah, said here's the podcast. You like to listen to an episode. If this works out, I'd love to have you in the podcast and uh, go from there. So, yeah, got time for one more? Or are you good? well, one more, one more. Here's a good one. Frog pussy wants to know. <laughs> God damn it! Ribbit. Read that <laughs> to me sucks. again. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna have uh, Ricky answer this one. Frog pussy wants to know. Anyone has suggestions on where to order black piranha? My local fish store doesn't keep them, and I'm only running into sketchy websites. Ricky, where can Frog Pussy no, find Piranha? That, question. that is a you guys question. Oh, question. I know exactly where to get him. <laughs> I bet. Legally. Yep. Legally. Where can he I can get him legally. Yeah, they're, they're not le illegal here. Black piranha. Not in Minnesota, though. No. no. They're, they're, they're legal in Minnesota. That's what I'm saying. They're legal in Minnesota. Yeah. But like California, Florida, none of the piranhas are. California, I'm pretty sure is legal. Oh. Okay, here's how you guys want to do this. If you guys want to, if you guys live in states that they're illegal, in quotation marks, here's how you do it. Oh, so no. wait, 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 wait. The views and opinions of Adam El Nazar do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Aquarium Guys podcast. Continue. <laughs> I love the legal disclaimer. You're welcome. So You're going to jail by yourself. I'm way too cute to be in jail. I'll tell you that much. I'd be somebody's bitch in about 15 minutes. So here's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So the only way to get black piranha and several other species of piranha, because I've actually had black piranha come in, and I've actually brought them in for people and sold them at my store in Minnesota. Now this is Minnesota. The only way to do it is to have them brought in, and the only port of entry that will take them is Connecticut, because mm -hmm. they're not illegal in that port of entry. So you have to get them shipped, and I think they ship them from Peru. So from Peru, they have to go to Mexico, and then from Mexico, they get shipped to Connecticut. And then from Connecticut, they, go, they can go to 
to Minnesota or any inside United States where they're not illegal. Then from there, you can just pick them up. So you have to go to a different state to get them. Oh, but I'm sure there's somebody probably selling them on the internet and stuff. But the problem with Prana, with shipping Prana, is you got to buy them really small because it yeah. is impossible to, to sell, get big ones. And and just before, and just as a disclaimer, I've had adult black prana and I've had red belly prana and I would put my face in a red belly prana tank before I'd even put a net in a black prana because the black pranas are so much more aggressive. I mean, if you drop a net in there, you don't put your hand in there because they'll go for your thumb. Mm -hmm. Whereas a red belly prana will just kind of cower in back. And if they do bite you, it's just kind of a defensive thing where they think that you're going to try to grab them. But when I used to bring in prana, we would bring in 300 prana. Uh, the size of your thumbnail, anything bigger, they would go through the bag. And so this stuff comes in bagged with newspaper lining, another bag, of newspaper lining, another bag, of newspaper lining. And the only way that they can ship adults is they'll put a plastic pail in there with the with the big piranhas to ship it. But you're going to pay so much money in shipping yep. and it's still probably going to be a poop show because if UPS you know tips it over, you're going to be screwed. Poop. So I brought in a black one and they had they shipped it in a pail. In a bag, in a pail, with what the hell is that most potent, that yellow knockout juice? Oh, for the, for shipping, yeah. For shipping. It demolished the pail. I brought in some black ones and some gold ones, because I had people specially request them, so and I sold them all really quick. The gold metallic but, ones are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gold ones were just beautiful. But uh, the black one, it took a five-gallon bucket and just beat the shit out of it. It's like, you know, like chewed up like a dog chewed it up and just destroyed it. It was... Amazing to see that from a piranha. And I'm like, that's like the heaviest dose that you can put in a f-ing water. Yeah. And the very few people, there's 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 two or three people breeding piranha in the U.S. And they're breeding them in concrete vats because they're so skittish. They don't want to see you. And plus, if you get something aggressive like a black piranha, they will sit there and, and if not fed, they'll sit there and chew on the silicone until mm-hmm. it leaks. So, yeah, it's a whole can of worms if you want to start keeping piranha. Uh, everybody thinks it's going to be really cool. When I was in college, we had the red prana and, you know, everybody would put some goldfish in there. We'd all sit there and the goldfish would swim in there for four days. And when you come back the next day, there'd be a tail left yep. when you weren't there. But a black prana, we'll see you come in the room and he'll knock on the glass and go, hey, hey, come here. I got to ask you, come here. Did a black prana just like kick your ass and steal your lunch money growing up in school or like what? <laughs> no, what I've actually shit? I've actually got a scar right here on my it, finger it, from a black prana. It took like a quarter inch of your dick off. Is that what? It, if if he did, it would be all gone. <laughs> We're still talking about fish? <laughs> sure. Sure. It's cold here in Minnesota. Give me a break. Oh, that's it. We're having Ricky on more often. He yeah, has good banter. Oh, should we do one more? I'm I'm having too much fun to end this. One more. One more. Do it. One more. All right. I'm gonna find one more here. I'm scrolling, scrolling. Frog Frog Pussy had a good one there though. I told you guys how to do it, so just do it that way. Yeah. You know, it's just like the uh, what Adam was saying. If you want to hire a transshipper and all that BS, if you go on Aquabid right now, there's people selling crown tail guppies, and I I've been wanting some more, and I've been looking for some more, and they're they're selling them for $40 a pair, but you have to transship them. And I checked into it. And first of all, the guy that's selling them has got no good reviews, mm-hmm. none whatsoever. And anyway, then it's about, by the time you land a pair of guppies, it's about $110 and good luck if they're dead. Yep. So if you're on Aquabid, buyer beware, stay away from anybody that doesn't have the USA flag on their little description, because these guys that are from overseas are listing just a ton of 
really, really cool stuff that you're never going to get here. And when is a pair of guppies going to be worth $120? You get them here and they're not going to live anyway because the parameters over there are so different in your water and stuff. So just buyer beware. Okay. Last one. Internal parasites. Dylan White wants to know, hey, got a couple of neon blue and car, uh, a cara with internal parasites. Just wondering what meds you guys would use uh, that works best. I'm like, come on, brother. You can't just say that your fish has parasites and not tell us any more information. So I'm like immediately picks and more information, please. And like he has white poo not growing, looks weird around the bum. <laughs> and sends us this picture. <laughs> I shit you not. You see it, Adam? Yep. <laughs> So, I think this fish has a cold and it's just snot. It's just a big old, uh, it looks like, I don't know, saran wrap coming out of its asshole. And it's just half the length of the fish. Just crunchy, crackery saran wrap. It's it's not hexamida. Hex, if it was hexamida, it would be white, black, white, black, here, white, black. Here's the real creepy that. part, right? He also says, uh, also, Merry Christmas at Rob's. Hope you're having a cracker. <laughs> I'm like, uh... What the hell does uh, having a cracker mean? I mean, like, I f my wife and she's white. Does that count? Jesus. Wow. Maybe, see, well, this is earlier. Maybe it's a reference to the cracker and cheese uh, thing that I wanted you to do. No, no, no. You, you know what one of these people did? They helped me out. Apparently, I have to translate. This guy's like Australia or Austrian or something. I don't fing know. And they had a chat. Countries, Robbie. Australia is fing way, way apart from Austria. Right. I, I have no. The point, is, the point is, I don't know where this guy's from. The Pissy Aquarius is going to give us a geography lesson. What this is is in English, is the point that chat GPT, someone dumped this in chat gpt and apparently it translates to that you're hoping you're having a good time having a cracker is having a good time so uh i they, they had to help me out with that one i, I generally crack it's also a christmas thing that people in other countries do you take the two ends you pull it apart it's called a cracker there's a prize in the middle Whoever gets the longest piece gets the prize. I put a gif of it in the chat. Jesus. Get your head out of your ass. You, wow. Yeah, get your head out of your ass, Rob. See, I, I that's why I need you. So guys. nobody answered the poor man's question. Oh, yeah. About yeah, the poop. Yeah, back to the tinfoil or the, uh, the right. foil out the ass. Yeah, I said Prazzy Pro. Did, uh, did, do you think maybe it ate a piece of tinsel off the tree? Actually, Hikari, who makes Prazzy Pro, also has a new product called Intesti Pro that is for internal parasites specifically. And you just dose the water with it. Ooh. You know, and the, the problem I have with, with, with dosing the water for that stuff, I've got better luck where I, I've soaked it in bloodworms and they've ingested it. Yep. Because it gets yep. way too watered out if you put it in the water. I mean, it'll, it'll work. It's just going to take a long time. And that's where this new product comes in. Guys. It's ingested. Guys, we have this new product. Great product, right? Just guard, for guard. intestinal parasites. Right, you, we should feed it using the scientific tried and true method of butt loading. Jesus, you're the only one that's done butt loading. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With an air help. tube. Yeah, yep. You need help. Grab your little creatures that you're going to feed the, feed the fish. Maybe it's shrimp. Maybe it's a little, uh, you know, amphipod or something and butt load it. Oh, like Adam likes. That's not me. That's you, air tube up the ass. Yeah, you are the no, butt, no, no, you no, are not, the butt not me. guy. I'm saying butt load it with the medication, feed it to the fish, and then it won't shit out saran wrap. It'll be perfect. I'm sure the medication will go through the air tube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, with, with any type of medicine that, that you're buying, if you can just buy some frozen bloodworms, <laughs> Thaw them out in a small little bit of cup and put and butt load put, them. Put the medicine in the blood worms, though, and just through their mouth <laughs> and not their butt hole. <laughs> you are the great cornholio. I've, I've done it with freeze dried 
freeze. Oh, sorry, Jim. I was going to say I've done it with freeze dried bloodworms, and that really soaks them up. Yeah, I thought you were going to say really well. Yep. ones, which are already saturated. Yep, that would work great too. Well, how about tube effects worms? I haven't tried it with tube effects. The the dry ones. I think that would work, wouldn't yeah, it? I would. Yeah. I would assume anything. You know, you, it would probably will work with flake too. If you, if they have to ingest it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I've read a lot of reports yeah. and stuff about it. You know, if it just floats around in the tank and they don't like it, doesn't taste well, it's not going to do you a damn bit of good. So it's, it's kind of like getting your kids to take their medicine. If you can't butt load the medicine in your kids, you know, it's not going to work. And and that's why you shouldn't no, be a parent, Robbie. <laughs> wow, I seriously worry about you. I think that maybe you should get some help. Rob's. Yeah, I, I think that Ricky and I should. Uh, He'd get, be the only guy that would go to prison and be happy about it. I think that Ricky and I should get together. We should uh, sell, uh, um, you know, like uh, fish culture buttloading kits. That's what we should do. Just uh, like, sell the run. tools to buttload. Yeah, just a little tiny funnel to shove up the fish's ass. <laughs> just, just the, just the, the, the syringes. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, thanks for joining us tonight, buddy. Wow, I'm gonna Take go. You guys. I'm gonna go shower. I just feel filthy. Hey, don't forget to drop that Costco lotion off for that 18 year old in your basement. Listen, I that might be my cousin. No, I did not kidnap. I did not kidnap her. I'm rehoming her. I'm rehoming her. Okay, come on, guys. If you like what you uh, like, what you listen to, share with a friend. Uh, find us on Patreon. Uh, throw us a couple bucks. Discord also has a Patreon-like thingy. You know, we want to get Dalton paid for doing these. Thank yeah, you. do do not call the police. Dalton's the MVP. Yeah, Dalton's Dalton's a real hero. He's got to put up with this shit un- unedited and has to deal with this. So, uh, how many f bombs are you gonna have to edit just from Jim in about two minutes? I don't think anything to do with f bombs. No, everything to do with so, lotion. Man. Here's one. You there you go. Edit that. <laughs> All right, uh, and uh, go go to uh, deesfishco dot co. Uh, no, co. There we go. I got it correct. Yep. Deesfish.co. And get your butt loading medicine. Find. Uh, Derek at these fish go in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. And uh, he is not currently rehoming anyone from the mall. That's me. <laughs> Until next time. Thanks, guys, for listening to the podcast. Please go to your favorite place where podcasts are found, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever they can be found. Like, subscribe, and make sure you get push notifications directly to your phone so you don't miss great content like this. Stuffed into every orifice. I'm sending him a baggie. Are you looking at the, in the tank, or are you looking at his, at his testicles? You know, you got to aim that sucker, right? I'm I, not going to jail with you two assholes. You, I want to know what you do pants off on toilet. And you went, you know what I need? <laughs> a couple of Ritz crackers and some cheese. That would make a delicious <laughs> sandwich, wouldn't it, Robbie? You f***ing psycho. God damn it. You are the worst <laughs> chops. God damn, you're weird. <laughs> Why don't you just f***ing close the microwave door one f***ing time? Close the microwave door one time when you're using it, because I think it's taking away all the goddamn good brain cells that are left in your f***ing head. Hashtag organic glitter in the shitter.